Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. With me back today is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. Hey guys, good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and... Um excited coming off a great weekend it's good to be back on the stage um in the pulpit again um after taking (laughs) three weeks off and um letting our team rock it out for a little while they've done a great job and so uh, we jumped in with part eight of our summer tc series and the third part of our um essentials portion of that which in the essentials we're talking about um the fruit of the spirit and a spirit led life and just some of those things. And, uh, so it was a good Sunday, a lot of fun. Um, yep. Rocking it out. So, uh, Sunday we got to talk about Justin. What do we talk about? Patience. Patience. Strong lever. Oh God. It's good stuff. Hmm. <laughs> We talked about patience. We did talk about patience. Who would have thought 80s music would be singing about fruit of the spirit? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought? Yeah, trust me, they're not. Who would have thought Axl Rose is kind of a preacher? Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about patience and uh, bringing in one of our dearest friends, a common person on our podcast because she's awesome, (laughs) Uh, our friend and intern pipeline student. Women's small group hub leader, small group leader, uh, voice of our church, coach of the transition prayer person, team. coach of the prayer team. Uh, she does a lot of things around of here. Church. That's a new one. <laughs> uh, Miss Ashley Ladd, give hello, it up for her. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, they love you. Yeah, oh, can't hear it. Yeah. So, uh, no, yeah, it's uh, good to have you back, Ashley. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. Thanks for having me. And so we talked about patience. Now, Ashley, are, do you consider yourself a pretty patient person? Mm-mm, no, no, not by nature. Not really. You Take- seem more patient than you're giving yourself credit for. Yeah. I think it's something that the Lord has had to do in me and just obviously learned over time. But, you know, I remember hearing stories from my grandfather about just like kicking the toilet like going out of the room when I got in tr- and like kicking the toilet with my foot when I was like four because I was so frustrated and at the situation what was ever was going on so page is definitely not something that comes natural for me gotcha yeah yeah Ju- we I know I don't even have to ask Justin Oswald his level of patience <laughs> um that's a no <laughs> it's somewhere between non-existent and haha like yeah uh patience is a talent Maybe it's like public speaking. It's a learned. Yeah. You have to desire to have it. I'll definitely put it yeah. that way. Yeah. And I really don't, you know. No desire. And I don't have a desire. I mean, I should. It is a fruit of the spirit, but I don't have much patience. But there is different types of patience. The, and and, and that was this. what we talked about on Sunday. Yeah, of course. And I'll say this. I am the most imperse- impatient person I know. Yet in the macro, I feel like I am one of the most patient you'll meet. Huh. huh. I'm micro impatient, macro patient. Gotcha. Okay. That's how. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm st- going with, and I'm sticking to it. Well, you know, 
There's a micro and a macro. Macro, I'm I'm patient. So interesting. We can end there if you need to. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you again next week. No, no, we uh, we talked about it uh, on Sunday. We talked about patience. Now, different, you know, there's obviously many different types of patience. You know, one of the greatest, I think, learning lessons about patience actually came, you're going to laugh at this. And you've always heard, like, patience is a virtue and, like, all these, like, Chinese proverbs. Like, so, you know, like, yeah. something like Confucius that. Confucius say. Yeah. But uh, it's, uh, I will never forget, for whatever reason... Um, Morgan Freeman mm. in the movie Evan Almighty. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Do you remember that when he was talking to know exactly. Evan's wife at the restaurant? Yep. And he was like, when someone asks for patience, do you think he magically gives them more patience or does he give them opportunities yeah, to, to exercise patient. patience? Exactly. Um, and uh, he was like, oftentimes what we pray for doesn't mean we just get it. It means we get opportunities to show that we have it and to build on it. And I was like, that's old Morgan Freeman's dropping bombs. Of course, he was God in that movie. I mean. I mean. Metaphorically. Yeah. Uh, so, not to spit heresy on this podcast. Well, but it was, wasn't really a metaphor. I mean, in, in the, the movie, movie, he, was he God. really was God. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, I thought That's that was a really line. good. It is. Cause it's, and then he, you know, he was talking about other things. He's like, if you want to have, if you want your family to be closer together, does he just make you closer together or does he give you opportunities to encounter and engage with one another to be close? Like he, you know, so he, it was a, it was a few things he was talking about there, but patience was one of them. So, but yeah, man, I mean, we got to talk about patience and we hit it from a few different angles. Where are you yeah. the least patient at in life? Oh gosh. Um, I know mine. What, what is yours? And then I'll go in there. Ashley can go. Then I'll go in the car on the road. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I could see you. People can drive. Yeah. I, I hate being on the road with people. I wish it was just me on the road. I feel like life would be so much easier if I did. I don't care if people are behind me. Yeah. Just don't be in front of me. Yeah. Well, right, right. well, and it wouldn't be so bad because yes, I can, I can get down with that. <laughs> um, I, people just lost their minds. No one knows how to. Everyone's oblivious. They're in their car. They're mm-hmm. they're it, they don't look in the mirror to see that there's a car behind me and I'm in the fast lane. Maybe I should move over. It's just oblivious. Yeah. Everybody, people don't know how to signal. They yeah. like you know. It's it really it's is nuts. Bad. Is it the car for you, Ashley? Is that you? Um. Yeah, definitely the car for me. And then I think other people, like I get, I can get impatient with other people's judgment about other people. Okay. Does that okay. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So yep. Like, yep. Okay. I got impatient the other night. It was, I was eating dinner a little later than I prefer. So I was like, oh, let me run up to Taco Bell because it's by oh, my I house can, now. So oh, now yeah. I go like once a week. So I run up to Taco Bell. It's, they're usually pretty good. It's the new one on Cervantes, you know? Okay. Pull in the drive through. 25 minutes I sat in the drive through. <gasps> Oh, that's too much. No, sir. Yeah. And, and the way it's designed, it's not like you can't abort mission once you're in the line. Yeah. Right. Like you're committed a, now. You're, yeah. You're there. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're right. Um, 25 minutes for Taco Bell. Said, I'll eat Taco Bell. What could you possibly be making inside of that restaurant that right. takes 25 minutes? What is going on in there? We just left the best Puerto Rican oh food God. in Pensacola yeah, today. Phenomenal. We just ate amazing food today. Yeah, we had, we went to this new, uh, it's new-ish. It's new to where they're at, new to this new location. Yeah, they used to be on the far west side in yeah. a food truck. And uh, so they just opened up over in the Bermuda Triangle of Pensacola, which is the Langley <laughs> Tippin 9th Avenue 
fiasco that they've yet to fix (laughs) all that uh so it's over there um next to same same uh, the chinese restaurant also known as chin's kitchen anyway so it was over there phenomenal food but anyway bro we had i had joe's karib joe's karib i had mofongo with jerk chicken Puerto Rican rice and fried plantains. You had Maduros. Maduros. Plantains. Yeah. Like, I had um I had the roast pork with the yellow roast rice. Pork. Uh, and I had tostones, the fried plantains, and I had a chicken, chicken empanada, empanada. And then I had tres leche for dessert. Listen, we weren't what? it didn't take twenty five minutes to get that food out. No. It was amazing. And that was real food. Is is that the food truck that was at Battle for Batons? Maybe there was a there was a food truck at Battle for Batons CrossFit that we did. That might have been it. That I don't know. Was I didn't Puerto Rican it. food that's that everybody the, was saying was amazing. Yeah, they used yeah, to be on the west that. side, and then now they just moved because the it was a night. food truck. It was yeah. like yeah, I didn't fun. eat at Battle for Batons, so I don't know, but that's probably it, it, was, could be. it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. If it's you're so in Pensacola, go, go check them out. Go to the Bermuda Triangle and check out. It's a small little place, but it was good. Yeah. Nonetheless, I was impatient the other night waiting on Taco Bell. Cause yeah, 25 minutes for Taco Bell. It took us 15 minutes at Joe's Creep yeah. for slow roasted pork and jerk chicken. Anyways, not that we're bitter. Um, so let's see. Least amount of patience. Um, uh, man, I don't know. What am I the least amount? I, I, I'm... For the most part, relatively impulsive. So I can probably ex- exercise the least amount of patience when I want to do something and I can't yet. So like when I have an idea, when I have like uh, something I want to do or like I know we're going to do, I'm ready to do it right now. Like That's my whole life. Next week, next month, next year is like, oh God, you know, like I'm ready to move now. That goes back to the macro patience. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's why I said, because it's, I, yeah. I agree because me and Brad are, pretty i we're real close on the any we did the enneagram last week with the staff we're close I did on one everything. online are you did what are you a two wing three okay 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 i'm we're both i'm a three wing eight no no you can't no three <laughs> no i'm a three my secondary trait is eight. Uh, i'm the closest to an eight after a three yeah um, Justin's pretty sure he's an eight closest I, to a three. I always test as a three, but when I read about an eight, because eight's always my second when I test, but when I read about eight, it resonates more. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to decipher and figure out, and I, I've been DMing some people on Instagram, and I got a message today. The lady said, here's what we learned. Here's something that could help me and you out since we, okay. you get, he tests as eight, thinks he's a three. I test as three and think I'm an eight. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not about behave. It's not about your behaviors. It's about your, it's about your motivations. Ah, yeah. I think I noticed some of that, like on two, and and, and it, yeah, because it's it's most of it is is subconscious until you like we're in this process of learning and discovery. Right, it becomes more and more conscious. So I may be reading eight, thinking because that's how my behaviors are, but really I may actually be a three. Right. So we're trying to figure that out. So you're a two. I'm a three. I'm a three wing four on my test. You're a two wing three. Two wing three. Yeah. Interesting. Mm, man, now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. That yeah. makes a lot of that sense. Makes a lot. The eight part of me, that makes a lot of sense. You may be an eight. Yeah. And and like so we we're bouncing back and forth. Mm, um That's interesting. Yeah. So I learned that in that, that long report I sent you yesterday. Right. About the threes. Um nonetheless, but not to get off on that, but that's why like long big picture, 
like you have no choice but to be patient because it's, it's like eights yeah. and, and yeah, eights yeah. and threes are very similar. Visionary, big picture, long term goals. You don't have no choice but to be kind of patient, or you'll drive yourself crazy. Yeah. yeah. But no, in the, in so the micro, like I want now, now, now. Yeah. So so you become task oriented and try to accomplish goals. Yeah. As you're building to this big thing. Right. Yeah. The I can be impatient with what you're like with tasks that I know, like for waiting, for example, for the information from nursing school or waiting to get my results or things like that. Like I become anxious and like impatient in those moments. So I get extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where yeah. the Lord really that's taught me. See, that's what's interesting for, that's what's interesting for me. So, it, and so going back to personality, I, I almost, it's not that I don't care because I definitely do care the outcome of something is rarely in my interest. Starting it is always like starting new things and helping things become great. If you will, that's my motivation. Once it's moving, I almost don't mind stepping out and stepping into something new and then starting to do that all over again, Mm -hmm. finishing and seeing like kind of what you're talking, like waiting on the, like getting the outcome. I could almost care less. Mm, interesting oh, yeah that's so like yeah. I, I i just i want to start something new i want to promote like i, well, I want fl- to be part of the whole thing well the, the as a three and part of you that may be a three as you're trying to figure out if it's three or eight right what happens with threes is even when they complete something they they jump right into the next thing yep. and they don't allow themselves to kind of bask in the accomplishment of mm. completing yeah so it's self-defeating Because you go to the next thing so fast when you should give yourself time to celebrate or, you know, just enjoy the accomplishment. They want to, I got to do the next thing and And it's self-defeating. And that's what makes me wonder about the eight. If that's true for me. Yeah. Because when I do, when I do kind of relish in the accomplishment, this is going to sound terrible. I can't believe it's going on a church (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Uh, When I do relish in the, the fulfillment of it, almost all that I'm looking at, it's either twofold. It's either how people perceive me, which is my three. Yep. But the majority of what I'm trying to do is it's out of a place, almost a vengeance. Yep. Like I want to like, that's the eight. Yeah. And that's the eight in me. And I, I think there's more, if I'm being honest, there's more vengeance in me than approval. And I think that's and, and part that, of what we're talking about, you know, no doubt. And that's why I think as I, had some revelation this morning about the motivation, yeah. not about the behavior. And it's like, I think me and you hesitate to talk about it on the church podcast. <laughs> as well as we eight, sound so terrible. Because eight and three is very, it's just a very difficult personality type. You know, the eight is all about control, you know, and the three is about a perception and you can be a chameleon based on the audience you're in front of or the group you're in. Uh, it's about your identity is found in your accomplishment. That's the danger of a three. You, you are what you do. So, um, there's a really cool, I'll tell him Brad, there's a lady on Instagram. She's a, an Enneagram coach, but she's a Christian. She points everything back to the scripture and the gospel. And, and that's one of the things I, on one of her stories about threes is like, you, you have to remember as a three, your identity is not in what you do. Your identity is in Christ right? because you have to, you, you deceive, you really can deceive yourself as self-deception because you'll even forget who you truly are. Cause you're always putting on what you think everyone needs to see that you are quote unquote successful. Like that's 
very dangerous. Oh yeah. You know, totally. Um, that's why it's important to know. That's why I love this personality stuff. Cause it's like, that's the key to, you know, to me it's important cause I need to know those things. You totally. know? I envy some of these other people. I think sometimes people see threes and eights because they are a lot of times you work your way up, whether it's in ministry or in the corporate world, in the job world, you work your way up into leadership positions. You have a forceful personality and I don't mean that negatively, but you know, the problem is, um, there's a lot of, a lot of downsides to it as we're reading these threes and eights. Yeah. And I almost envy people like John and Jawan are both sixes. Right. And like as a three, when you're in your safe place, you migrate toward a six and your comfort zone and all that. And it's like, man, I almost envy a six, you know, yeah. when I read it, you know, but yeah, nonetheless. Totally. So. And that's the thing is it's like, it's hard. Cause it's like, there's so many, even, even in parts of our personalities, it's like that, uh, there's, there's things that get suppressed or whatever, and just how it all works out. So it's so unique. It's so, um, special. And it is, it's hard because like, most people wouldn't be around me and think of me as a three or an eight. Right. They really wouldn't. They, I don't think I come across vengeful. <laughs> um, and I don't think I come across as um, even being motivated by approval. I, it seems authentic whenever I am communicating someone. It doesn't mean self doesn't seem to be that it's there's a level of self-interest subconscious yeah 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 Yeah, so so there's parts of me that are i would think most people wouldn't think that but if there's anyone that's ever seen the eight and three side of me it's you and it's like so so easy to see that because justin sees justin sees me at i don't even i wouldn't even say my worst he sees me at my most vulnerable and authentic place and so does my wife Mm. So, and I am one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So you call, you recognize you, you it recognize in other people. It. Well, I and can, that's why yeah. to me, it doesn't bother, it doesn't bother me in the sense of like, golly, like, so let's, let's use the eight, for example. Yeah. I don't think most people, uh, I think there are times where you can have, you want to have control with, I think a lot of people deal with control issues. The flip side is I also think of it from the context Right. Of what we do this, not only are you the pastor of this church, like your dad started it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of legacy. There's almost a lot of pressure, like all these things. Like right. at one point your hand was in everything cause you were smaller, you were smaller staff, you yeah. had to have it. So it's not like a, he just wants to control things. It just is. Yeah. He was controlling everything cause he was the executive pastor for a long time and actually yeah. did stuff. So it's not a, it's not of out of, uh, from a negative, but you can spot it. You know, and of course totally. we're growing as a staff yeah. and that you've let go of things that you have to and move on. But, but yeah, I, I, but, and I deal with that. I deal, I, if I had my way, I'd control the whole world. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know I, I mean? believe that. That's Absolutely. What, that's what we just said at the coaches meeting. When I, when I was talking to all the ministry department leaders at TC, we call them coaches. So like the usher, the le- person over the ushers is a, the ushers coach. So we were talking to the coaches on Friday, you know, and and I told him, I was like, rarely do I ever not have an opinion about something (laughs) that's happening. Like I, 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 every time I walk in a room, I'm looking at what could be better, why it needs to change. And, and the natural part of me is like, and it needs to change right now. Like move, go. Um, well, here's the beauty though. Here's the beauty of that. Cause people always think of those types of things from a negative light, but here's the right. beauty that I wish pe- more people would like grasp of. Let's go back to the three. I have an opinion. If as a three, I'm motivated by achievement, I have to achieve good things because I want to appear successful. So I need to succeed my opinion on what I see. Like, should we, do you think we should do this or this? I have an opinion. 
I'm going to choose the thing that's going to produce success so I can have achievement. But if, if you get, if you, if we can grasp that we're all a team, if I, if, if, if that's succeeding, we're all succeeding. For me to succeed at this church, the team has to succeed. I can't succeed by myself right. because we have a staff that is more hands-on than me, then has coaches that are more hands-on than them, right? right? So I'm not, there's nothing I can do on my own as the executive pastor of this church and, and quote unquote succeed in the organization. I've got to have other people doing it with me. Yeah. So right. I'm going to make decisions that will produce success because the subconscious of me needs it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. No, and I does. think you d- the same thing will apply. Thing, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it really is. That doesn't mean I'm, all my decisions are the right one. Um, yeah. But in, in the moment, that will be the motivation for choosing what I choose. Right, for sure. Crazy what we're talking about here. I love this stuff. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really love this. Like, it is, well, and that's what I think that you know, even between even the the my three slash eight, because both of those are so similar. Um, there's just very few people that ever see that come out of me. Because I work really, really hard to be authentic and genuine when I'm interacting with people. And I think some people underestimate how much work that takes. Oh, my God. Because I... I, That's why I'm exhausted after Sunday. I have to hit the pause button on my brain. (laughs) Seriously. Because when people are talking... It's something I learned from Craig Rochelle. um, He was talking about how at one point in time, someone sat down and talked to him and told him, you seem disingenuine. Mm Mm-hmm as a leader been there and uh he was like what are you talking about like i talked to everyone he's like yeah but every time you're talking to someone you're not there you're somewhere else that you can't wait to get to whenever you're done talking to this person and i am 100 percent that per- like that is me to a t um so i have to there there are exercises that i do every sunday to help me with that because it it really is like it's hard it's so hard it's hard and it sounds it sounds like a jerk thing like it really sounds like a negative thing i think it's just a constant state of progression like you're 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 always in you know again like goes back to that side of me it's like i want to move i want to go i want to like um and what i mean it is what it is but so it's it's tiring it is. I get home on a Sunday church because I've had to, I really try to have self-awareness and like engage people, especially guests that may be there. Sure. And it's like, yeah, I could be moving fast. I want to go here and there and got stuff to do, but it's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. You got to do is. it though. And I like doing it. It's not, not you got it. I didn't mean that to sound like that, but right. no, no, no. It's, like, it, it's cool because it, 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 it forces you to pay attention to well, even yeah. body language well, and it, eye definitely. contact and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to, it goes back to even what I said in my sermon. I, th- I know I said it in the 1030 service. I, th- I think I said it in the nine o'clock service, like how just because you are a certain way doesn't give you permission to be a jerk about it. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's yes. like, you know, it's like, well, I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I'm just going to bypass everyone and right. get on to the next task. And it's like, no, no, no. Like being aware of how you are doesn't give you permission to be a jerk to everyone. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's not what we're saying. It's like being self-aware enough to say like, Ooh, okay. I could totally come across disingenuine to the people I'm connecting to people, maybe walking to our church, sitting through a great church service and meeting me at the end. And they're trying to have a conversation with me, but I can't stop looking at the banners and the lights and the things that aren't right. And I just want this conversation to be over so I can go fix them. Not realizing that I'm trying to fix them. So these people have a better experience. So what I actually want to do is make it better for the people, but the people want to talk, want to talk to me. That's their version of a better experience. So it's really just being self-aware enough to go like, Oh, okay. Like, 
what I think is an asset can be a flaw, but it, it is also an asset. Like there's well, well, you know, and that's why. So we have the whole the, what we call the crew, our setup team. They get there at six a.m. I don't get there that early for a couple. One, I'm not on that team, um, but I can tend to want to take charge. Yeah, and then I'll even feel like I have the right to because I'm the executive pastor. Mm. I wouldn't say that, but in sure. my head, like I can tell, we I can say this should go here, not there, because uh, I do carry a level of authority. But then I'm taking away from the people that are that, that sacrifice and are serving and are on the right. team. Uh, I I on purpose don't get there that early. It's not because yeah. I don't want I don't, to I, help. It's not because I don't want to help or any of that. It's very hard for me as the because of the role I hold and my personality to just be on a team like that. Um, and that's what they do. You yeah. know, that's, that's the team they're on. The swoop and poop leadership, man. Yeah. Swoop, so, in, so, swoop in, poop on everybody on yeah. how bad they're doing. And then and swoop I, back out. I never say that on Sunday. There's been a couple of times, like even like, I don't know, I was talking to somebody, one of our, somebody at the church is a friend, yeah. a, a, a Tim Williams or somebody like that. I'm just kind of joking. They're like, you know, we get here early. You weren't here yet. It's like, that's you're better your off, you're better yeah. off you're, you're welcome. um yeah you know but that's like that's the reason behind it yeah. now i stay after i'm there till 12 30 when we you know and I, sure. and I try to help here or there but they got it down anything i do i'm getting in the i'm really in the way unless mm-hmm. someone says hey do this specifically yeah cool i, I can do that yeah. well especially like the systems are functioning extremely well and surely there are certain portions of all of them that could be a little better but it's like sunday morning at 6 a.m ain't the time to start tinkering Right, exactly, you know I mean? and, like, I'm, and I'm a tinkerer. <laughs> yeah, so get uh, don't don't get in here and start tinkering with stuff. Like right. get out the so way. It's better for me yeah. to get there at quarter to eight, seven thirty. You know, yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Totally. It's better for it's better for the it's team. Better for everyone. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So patience. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> all that to say is, uh, if you're still with us, uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> patience is something we all exercise. Now we started talking about patience in three areas. You know, we talked about it with our friends, our future, and our faith. Um, and so each one of the points that we kind of navigated through in the story of David was almost like a, it was an approach to each one was kind of the thought process. Um, and it comes from the Greek word macrothumia. And where um, I know part of the definition, I memorized it, but it has a long to do with long suffering. Uh, to defer anger. To defer anger. And yeah. contentedness to bear injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's, and even each one of those definitions is like uniquely, you could see how they would apply to each like spectrum yeah, yeah. of what we talked about with friends, future and faith, you know? So, um, well then, and I liked, even when you were reading the scripture, you mentioned what me and you had talked about last week when yeah, we were talking fruit, about yeah. the, fr- it doesn't say fruits of the spirit. It says the fruit, you know, yeah. and me and you specifically were talking yeah. about that. And I thought, I think we mentioned in the podcast last week, maybe I don't yeah. remember, but like that to me is cause I, I never noticed that. Right. You know, anytime I've ever, every time I've ever read that scripture, it's like, Oh, well, I feel like I have joy and peace, but I don't have patience yet. I'm working on it. It's like, but man, when you really look at the, the fruit, yeah. it's, it's the evidence it's, over all of it's all presence. those things. It's yep. one thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, all, really the, good. all of those culminating together as the evidence, you know, and, and, uh, and yeah, and we talked about it on Sunday and you can go back and listen to it or watch it, you know, in all the different avenues we have it on our website. But you know, ahead. it's interesting, like surely, surely some of these are easier to come by than others, well, of course. like kindness, yeah. and especially in the culture we're in with technology and this Netflix generation, like patience is getting harder. I think, I think people as a whole are more and more impatient. I mean, 
I can't stand to watch Hulu because I pay the cheap version that has the three ads that pop up. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the last time I watched an actual TV network with commercials, like mm-hmm. when I was at my mom's house, I was like, yeah. this is insane. This is, yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's like, man, well, that that's... It's really stupid though when you think about it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's and what I was that's exactly what I was about to say. You know, the the only time the only time the fruit of the spirit lacks evidence in our life is when we're the, tapping into the least amount or we're look when we're the least like Christ. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a sense of like sin. What I mean is like when we're when things are trivial and we're focused on things that don't uh, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those things. Like when our, when when we're mentally in the headspace of the things of this world is when all the fruit of the spirit starts to become void. Joy. Yeah. Like you're the least joyful when you're consumed with the things of this world. Like you have the least amount of love when your relationships are strictly built on the people of this world. Like you have the least amount of patience, kindness, gentleness. Like just go down the list. Like... The more you're focused on the trivial, the less you have the ability to tap into the fruit of the spirit. Like that. Yeah. And some of them are, I find connected. Like when my patience is thin, way less self-control. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You so know? True. Um, yeah. And some people it's the, sorry, some people it's like joy and love. Yeah. When their joy and love's at the lowest, their self-control. Yeah. I also wonder if first you know the reason like what you were saying like some of us will be like oh i'm really good with joy and love but i really lack patience i wonder if some of that just has to do with the fact that we all have different gifts so some of us just naturally in our personalities have you know more joy more love and so then the spirit the holy spirit would be more you know like he's there but obviously you're gonna look like you have more of this and this because it's just built into who you are and then those areas where you naturally well, lack in and of yourself the spirit would obviously make makes up for that so it's kind of like and then when you think of the the gifts of the spirit faith is a gift right, of the spirit yeah, so exactly. surely that person has maybe a higher level of faithfulness right you know than, or mercy oh, or whatever mercy, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. so if that person's merciful you look at them and think oh, they're, they're really good at Kindness. loving people <laughs> yeah. but yeah. they don't Even got much gentleness. Yeah, yeah they have plenty of gentleness yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure totally no, it's, it's, it's so true. And I think that, you know, the fruit of the spirit becomes the most evident in when we're in the midst of circumstances and situations. Absolutely. You know, it's like easy to have like joy and like, and nothing's going on. Yeah. Like it's so, I'm so well, full of joy. And so many of these are the opposite of what culture or society would teach it. Like as a man. Oh my gosh. Yes. So true. You know. Gentleness. Patience. Right, that's like when you look at even, Kindness. I'm just going to use the word politicians. No, uh-huh. I'm not going to use the name go. of anyone it's in, sp- <laughs> in particular. Yeah. Um, you know, even when they claim to be a Christian, you know, I mean. Totally. I can look right. at these, like, there's love there, there's patience there, there's ki- kindness, you know. Yeah. yeah. Not just love those that were born inside of our borders. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> don't, don't get me started. Stop. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Don't totally. give me permission. <laughs> I'll stop. Not just loving those who are easy to love. I think that that yeah, exactly. is yeah, that's so, so good. I think that, that seeing someone able and willing to love some someone who is hard to love or even their enemy or somebody who has offended Come on. them. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that's so seeing good. somebody love them is pure evidence of the Holy Spirit because it's in and of ourselves, like we typically can't truly do that. not bait, not conditional. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Exactly. So have y'all seen, have y'all seen the movie trailer for Mr. Rogers yet? With Tom Hanks? <laughs> no, I just uh-uh, saw the clips. 
Is it going to be good? It's going to be good. Oh. Like, you got to go watch it. There's a lot more. To, it's not just Mr. Rogers' TV show. There's it, The story of the movie it encompasses a lot like more. Like who he is. Um, like, there's a guy that interviews him. Mm-hmm. And the story is more, from what I can tell, is about, like, the journey of this interviewer with Mr. Rogers as the interviewee. And, like, this pathway to discovery. Like, it, anyways, it's really, really good. The trailer looks great. I can't wait to watch the movie. But there's a phrase in the movie, which what we were just talking about, that is kind of one of the scenes where the guy's like, you really do love everyone, don't you? And wow. Mr. Rogers doesn't have a chance to respond because the, the way the trailer is being written uh, and how it's moving. But he just kind of smiles. And it's like that type of thing. Like, you know, when you think of Mr. Rogers, like, it sounds weird to use that as an analogy, but like genuinely just like... As believers, I think we should exude this idea of like, don't you want to be my friend? Like, I'm yeah. just, I love you. Like, I'm just here for you. Like, you know, you be my neighbor. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, but just that whole thing of like, you know, like when we think of Christians, it should be like, we should all to an extent when we, as far as how we interact with people have a very Mr. Rogers-esque type of way about us in regards to how we love people. Now there's always yeah. time for you know, to, that we have to exercise, you know, uh, and utilize frustration and discipline, all those, all those things. But mm-hmm. I think when we interact with people, we should give off those kind of vibes. When, with Christ in us, do people want to get away from us or get closer? Mm. Yeah, I was talking to Autumn the other night. There was something on TV and she was asking me about it. And she typically does. And <laughs> I was explaining it the to her. The daughter of questions. Yes, she's my daughter. Sorry. Um, so she always, she asks like really good questions. She's like, well, mom, what would the world, what would it be like if Jesus wasn't here? Like if he never was here. And I was like, well, honestly, you know, the only way, the way that Jesus is here now is through those who are his disciples that have put their faith in him. Sure. I was like, that's why it's so important when you're talking and treating other people, like to be kind and to love right, them and right. to pay attention to how you're speaking to them and whether or not you want to share your toys, like understanding that you're actually representing Christ and they don't have any other way to see him except for through you. So, so yeah, it's that old, uh, what's that Christian cliche? Like your life, maybe the only Bible some people ever read. Oh yeah. Or like yeah, how yeah. you live is the, you know, right, right, right. Yeah. You know how I am with those cliches. Those Christian t-shirt sayings. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's the, uh, it is, man. So patience is, uh, you know, we, we jumped into the story of uh, Saul and David. That was kind of our, that was where we were rooting this whole thing. And, and it was after a brief overview, catching everyone up with Saul and David. We're not going to get into all that today. You can go watch it uh, or, or watch or listen to it uh, in the podcast or on our website on YouTube and stuff. But, um, you know, the general gist of what we're talking about is how we tend to have less, pa- less patience with the Lord because of our circumstances mm. and really exercising the different types of patience that it takes. Like, you know, we, we, the first point, Justin, you can go ahead and read it. The first point is uh, don't reject God because of your pain. Don't reject God of your pain. And, and what we kind of p- focused on for a second is like how people tend to cause us pain and we tend to lose our trust and patience with the Lord because of people like God, if you were real, then how come this person, right. uh, God, if you love me, how come you let th- my ex-wife or my, you know, the mother of my child or, you know, m- my ex-boyfriend, like if you were real, how come you, and it's like, man, and, and people walk away from the Lord out of, pain but that pain has to do with people right like, 
people that are just as jacked up as the rest of us. And, uh, you know, we, we tend to reject God because of our pain, you know, yeah, and stuff that other people have done to us. And it's like, well, for the record, yeah, you know, yeah. you really, you <laughs> really stuck it to that ex-wife of yours by leaving the church or, right. <laughs> you know, and be mad at God, like way to show her who's boss, you know, like that, that didn't, that people didn't are so funny Dude. as humans. We're so funny with some of our stuff, funny and fickle, man. Yeah. So it's, so the, we, we talked about pain and we talked about, even in that, we talked about the story of David and how like, you know, when it came time for Samuel to anoint a new king of Israel, he comes to Jesse's house and Jesse brings all his sons in front of Samuel, except for David. Mm. And is like, these are my sons. Pick which one's going to be king. So Samuel goes down each one, you know, and it's like, it ain't none of these. Like, do you have more sons? He's like, oh, well, yeah, there's David out in the field. He's like, well, go get him. I can, can you, I can see this conversation. You know what I mean? Like, well, how about you go get him? Since I said all your sons. Yeah. You know? I wish the Bible had tone to it. Oh, you know, yeah. like, I wish you could read the Bible stories God. the way they actually happened with the tone. Yeah. So he's like, sends him out, goes out to the field, brings David in. Of course, David ends up like, this is who God's looking for. He anoints him, you know. Um, but I can imagine David walking in that being kind of bitter. Like walking into the house, all the brothers are still in the room, and it's like, "What's going on here?" And it's like, "Well, we are looking for the next king of Israel." It's like, "Huh? Why did all of them get a head start, though?" It's like, "Oh, uh, well, we didn't really think you were worthwhile, so we just let you stay in the field while we try to like." I can imagine David being like, "I'm a little salty." What a jerk! Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, but at the same time, it's like, "Are you going to turn?" Because I think we all have deciding moments in our life where you can decide. I'm either going to be bitter or I'm going to be better. Like True. I can be mad about the circumstances or I can choose to trust God with the circumstances. Like, yeah. you know, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Like quit being angry at people mm-hmm. and taking that anger out on God. Like that's just not, Absolutely. it's not worth it, you know? So, um, so then we move forward, uh, where we talked about not, um, rejecting what was the number two? Uh, don't rush God because rush. of your promise. Yes. Rush God because of your promise. <laughs> I feel like that's where I like patience with the future. Yeah. That stuff. Yeah. And that's what, you know, so David gets anointed as king, right? But then it's like, you know, it's it's this monumental moment. He gets anointed. Samuel pours the ram's horn of oil over his head from the head to his feet. He's covered the anointing. Even the, the Bible says that the spirit of God even came on David. Like it was abundantly clear, like, Oh wow. The weight and, and power of this anointing is now on me. It's like, all right, perfect. Now go back to the field. It's yeah. Like, Ooh, that would have been hard. <laughs> like, you know, and, and how many of us have gotten direction from the Lord, a promise from the Lord, a you know, an understanding of what our future will hold from the Lord. He's telling us, are you going to be in a missionary uh, on a mission field? You're, you're going to be a missionary. You're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a church leader. You're going to be this, you're going to be that you're going to, you're going to be whatever. And it's like, but for now, just go back to the field. Yeah. You know, it's like for now you're, you're going to be in ministry one day and you're going to do great things, but you got to go back to subway for a while. You got to go back to flipping burgers at McDonald's. You got to go back to Navy fed. You got to go back to the Honda dealership. You got like, and there's this like separation and we always want to rush God. Cause it's like, all right, I know he's spoken in my life that I'm going to be this. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's still a decade away. And right now there's still people at pizza hut that <laughs> yeah. need to hear from you as a waiter. And I think that 
too, like when we have those revelations, when we were like, okay, I know God's called me to this. We have this tendency to, to try to make it happen ourselves. Yeah, yeah, you, to- you know what I mean? Totally. Like, to rush it. Yes. Like, oh, that was totally God. <laughs> right, right, right. So now it's time. I just made 50 calls to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. But that was totally God. Yeah. That's I forgot fun. who is. I forgot who said it, but somebody was like, listen, you know, God is into the opening doors business, but you kick hard enough, long enough, and you'll get one to open yourself. Yes. <laughs> it will be the wrong one. That's you know? true. And it's like, man, that's so true. Like, that we do that. It's like, we, so we try to force and make things happen on our own. That or we just fall into this like bout of depression. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I know God wants me to do this, but I don't know when. And then after a year and two years, <laughs> it's like, man, like God called me into ministry. He told me I was going to be a pastor at 17 years old. Yeah. Full-time ministry. I knew it was coming. Like I didn't step into full-time ministry until 26. Wow. Yeah, 26. That's nine years, almost a decade of knowing what was coming, but having to wait mm-hmm. on the provisions. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, so when people are like, God told me this, so I'm going. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, you know, you ain't even ready yet. <laughs> like, yeah. God told you full-time ministry, but you got nine years worth of learning to do before you get ready. Yeah. Like, because you even that way for you me. You ain't even stack no chairs yet. Yeah, you yeah. ain't even stack chairs. <laughs> you, you definitely are not ready to lead people. You ain't cleaned the bathroom yet, my yeah. man. Yeah. So you got some I time like to go. being a server in the, you know, public, serving public. So listen. Like, you, you need to be a server. You need to work in retail. You need to do something like that before you're ever in a leader's position. L- because Listen, I, I'm so tempted. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I don't know that I'm ever going to do this, but I'm so tempted, especially with like crew. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that don't know, we build our own stage every Sunday that we preach on. Like, so we walk into an empty movie theater, put up a stage, lighting rig, sound system, production cameras, the whole nine, put it up every Sunday. It's phenomenal. Our TC crew is great. Adam Simon, who was our coach of our crew, Rock clutch, star. phenomenal. You guys are amazing. But I, part of me wants to be like, Hey, listen, you can't stand on the stage until you spend a year building it. That's, yeah, because like, you're gonna need you need to know what it takes for the stage to exist before you get to stand on it. Because mm. that's, that's like, so true. man, there's so much that goes into what we do. You know what I mean? It's like you just have to, and there's just experience, there's knowledge that's necessary. I mean, I remember um, having a conver- my very first conversation about full time ministry. And having opportunity when someone's saying, hey, we want you to take this church. And I was like, ah, nope, not doing it. I, just, I wasn't ready. Like so many people aren't ready for what God is telling them they're going to have. But instead of preparing themselves for it, they're just whining about why they don't have it yet. <laughs> so true. You know, it's like at first you don't succeed. Cry, cry again. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I, it, it's the reality that there's always a there's always a process time before your promise. There's the, and, and quite frankly, oftentimes the provisions just don't exist yet. Yeah. So when you try to force your way in, it's like so many people are living broke and hurting and under, you know, they don't have enough of resources and all those things. And it's like, well, that's because you rushed God in the process. You said yes to the job that you weren't say you're supposed to say yes to, and the place that hired you really can't afford you, but because you were rushing and they were rushing, everyone got ahead of God's timing, and now you're sitting here. You left the good job, 
where you're getting plenty of money, mm. had plenty of people to talk to about Jesus, had plenty of opportunities mm. to engage people with the gospel, and now you're full-time at a church. You're so broke, you can't even go talk to a waitress about God because you don't even have money to go there to eat. So now you're talking to no one about the Lord, doing nothing for the Lord, and the church hasn't even got you in a position where you can earn a good enough living to be a blessing but, for the Lord. Like, but you're in full-time ministry. But at least you got Yay. it. It's like you got your name on the door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not it, man. No, not yeah. at all. <laughs> so, I started nursing school in 2000 and like the idea of going, like starting right, right, school, right. like to do my prereqs and stuff was like back in 2004, 2005 wow. in New York. And it took me this long, like every single time I would start, something would happen, you know, whatever. And I would move or I got pregnant with Autumn. And so I stopped going or then I tried to go here and this roadblock happened and like, you know, whatever. So I would always say, well, maybe I'm just not meant to be a nurse. Like maybe that's just something I just have to get over uh, because all these roadblocks keep happening or keep stopping me. And right. I remember I was watching Jay yeah. uh, and Anna came over and sat with me and she just ran out of nowhere, just like looked at me and was like, so when you go back to school, <laughs> I was like, uh, Look at Anna oh. Greedo with her prophetic self. I know. I was like, well, I really hadn't thought about it. I, I thought, you know, because of all the roadblocks in the way, the Lord must have been saying no. And she was like, or they were just roadblocks. Like, or they were just, you know, like, it doesn't have to be God saying no. But then now as I look at it, I'm like, all the life experience, like the things that I have mm. gone through between 2005 when I started and Come now on. when I'm here yeah. have made me such like a different person that I would probably be a better nurse now than I would have in 2005. Well, not mm -hmm. only that, but here, like, and this is even scope. Like, this is what people have to understand because God's timing is so unique. Like even, even we'll take our families, for example, like God knew that he was going to take Holly and Martin Armstrong and move them away. True. Therefore our son who would end up having this disease that wouldn't allow him to function and take care of himself would put us in a position that we would need someone else that would be able to help our family and take care of him. The thing was, is Ashley had to work. And so if that couldn't happen, that means I would be the one that had to take care of him. Therefore the ministry falls short. Therefore the kingdom isn't progressing. And so to get you in the right place, to be at the right spot at the right time, to be able to take care of, you know, become yeah. part of our family, help take care of our son during that season, put me in a position that I could develop and help lead this church mm -hmm. to in turn be able to re-equip you to be able to step into ministry. Like, no, absolutely. All, all those, like, man. Are we saying that God is sovereign? Are, like, oh. oh God, yeah. man, is God's providence is so... Like, yes. you know, he's always on point and all that to say is it's like, you know, we just don't have to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Like, man, God, you know, um, my, my saying, you know, that I say it all the time, like it is what it is and it'll be what it'll be. Like True. if it don't happen right now, then it'll happen when it happens. You know, and it's like, there's plenty of things that I know God has breathed into my spirit and I've just learned, like, I'm going to keep moving forward until mm -hmm. he tells me to stop. But that's the trick. And that's the part that we have to realize and we're actually going to talk about this a little bit when we get to the heart of the house series. Um, and the first, that very first message, you know, is like too many people are waiting on God to tell them to go when his word, he's already told you to go. You need to be going, listening for when he tells you to stop. Yes. True. So like, true. Well, I just hadn't heard God tell me to go to Peru yet and, uh, help serve those families over there. It's like, 
Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. He most assuredly has already told you to go. Mm-hmm. So when he, if he tells you not to go, listen to that. Yeah. Until then, go. You know, it's like people, people funny. Not <laughs> telling. It's like when it's like, hey, um, you know, you come to church. You know, you ought to think about plugging in and serving. I'll, I won't pray about that. It's like. Really? Like, it's gonna, all over his word. You're going to go pray to the God of the universe right. and ask him if you should serve people. In the body, God has already distributed <laughs> can, X amount of gifts I for the edifying. You, <laughs> it's like, let me give you his answer. Right, As right. a pastor and his, his representative. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The answer is yes. So yes. Pe- people are book wild, like, man. Yeah. You know, it's... Or, it's Pick they th- use it as an excuse, you know, they don't want to do it or they don't feel like doing it. I would it, just so rather people say, nah, I'm not, I don't want to serve. I just yeah. Want, right. At least we know. Yeah. At least now I know. we know. Yeah. At least yeah. I right, know. Come good. on. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I'm going to, so, I'm going to consume. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great. Like, great. Yeah. we're glad you're here, but. We are glad you're here. But you know, if you're a believer and you've been a believer, you're a strong believer. The next step is to. Serve. Be part of the body and yep. make disciples. So. Let's yeah. get on that. Yes. But uh, yeah, when that takes us to our third part, you know, uh, third point of the sermon. Don't replace God because of your provisions. Did we say that one? No, that was, no, no, no. That, that was it, right? Yeah. No, there's just R's and P's. So don't replace God because of your provisions. <laughs> um, and man, so many people, I see this so often, so often, you know, is it's, it's a matter of understanding when God does make a way for you, when he does give you that promise, when he does give you, you know, when he does bless you, when like, you know, maybe he's blessed you so much you can buy a new car. Maybe he's blessed you so much you can buy a boat. Maybe he's blessed you so much you can, you know, right now a group of us have started scuba diving more often because that's the only thing that I can do right now um, where I can, if I'm in the water, I can't have my phone on me. So that's what we're doing. So we all go scuba diving. We're going like every other week right now. <laughs> I, I see you want to say something. Well, I was just going to say, do, do something I've started doing. Get rid of notifications. Uh, maybe. maybe yeah. But all that to say, it, all that to say, it's like that I, I'm finding things, but listen, you, I'll never replace God with the thing he has given me the chance to do. Right. Right. So often in life, we we start worshiping the gifts over the giver. Yeah. And it's like, stop taking time away from the Lord to go out on that boat that God gave you. Mm-hmm. So God gave you the boat, but you're replacing God with the boat that he gave you. And then you're going to be mad when he takes it away. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh. <laughs> People funny. <laughs> People, you pray for that new job, you know, pay increase. Yeah, come to church, Lord. Y'all pray for me. Look like, at this job. They get the job, get more money, buy a boat, then don't come to church anymore because they right, get a exactly. boat for the weekend. Exactly. Yeah, like, Wait yeah. a second. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I want you to enjoy your boat. Totally. Yeah, I think well, that those things are not like you were saying. Like, don't not buy the boat. Don't not no, get course. the degree. But 100%. recognize that it's all been given to you for a purpose, not That's just right. for, you You know, you didn't get the job increase so you That's can right. buy a third house because right, you right. need three right, houses right. to live in. But Perhaps maybe, you can build four this year for a homeless family exactly. in Peru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Or even totally. just the degree. Like what can, you know, recognize yep. that every single, your hobbies, your career, every place that you walk is all can be used to, to bring the Lord, you know, to, to live for him, to bring glory to him and for him. Like he- puts you there for a reason so don't don't like you say don't elevate the the gift above the giver so 
hundred sure. percent. And and we do that with so many things, but we also do it like re- with relationships. Oh yes. You know what I mean? It's like true. We 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 seek out that person, man. How how hard and how much pressure are you putting on the person that you're with if you've replaced God with them? Think about that for like, think about how much, how impossible it is for this, for, for this girl or boy that you're dating or man or woman that you're engaged to or whatever. Think about how impossible it is for them to live up to an expectation of being your overall fulfillment through relational capacity. Like, you are setting them up for failure because they will let you down. Yeah, it's not fair yeah. to do that yeah. to someone. It's Man, you are creating. And then what happens is when it all falls apart because it has to, because there's no way they can live up to that kind of pressure. You blame them. You 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 blame God. Oh, well, true. That's true. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like you blame now. Now it's God's fault. Well, God, you why didn't, this why didn't you let work? it work out? I love this person. They love me. I can't believe you let it fall through. And God's sitting here looking at us like, excuse me, like. I gave you that person. If you, if the two of you together would have been pursuing me, that may have been able to work out. Like it's one of those things where it's like, then we get mad at God, but here's what we do. When the relationship falls apart, we get mad at God and give them grace. True. We'll take them back in a heartbeat, but we're, we're angry at God. We don't want to talk to him. We don't want to go to church no more. We're not going to pray no more. We're not going to worship no more. We're not reading our Bible no more because we're angry at God because that person left, but we'll give them a second pass and a heartbeat Mm -hmm. to get them back. Meanwhile, still taking it out on the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the person that gives you the most grace, you give the least to. Mm -hmm. And the person that gives you none, you're willing to bend over backwards for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that we blame. I remember there being, my sister tagged me in a conversation that was happening on Facebook, which had nothing to do with relationships, but was kind of along this lines where she was, some girl had made a post saying like, you don't get to praise God for all the good stuff. If you're not willing to be angry with him for the fact that we have so much poverty and so much, like basically saying like, don't tell me when you see a sunrise that God is so good because he created this. If at the same time you're telling me that that God, you know, is okay with children being hungry and, and you know, wars happening, stuff like that. And I just want to be like, you realize that that's us, right? Like people are hungry because we are selfish people. Right. Like we have people who have five different homes. Or, or we could feed, you know, like, yeah, totally. Or when people say even almost a little more generic, like, why does God allow, you know, bad things to happen to good people? And right. I'm like, well, why does he allow good things to happen to bad people? Sure. Plenty, of, plenty of bad people that get blessing. Absolutely. Right. Well, the if, thing you, is, if you use that word, but yeah, yeah. Like, the thing is, it's like what they don't realize is like we have created this for ourselves. Absolutely. You know, even even the. The fact that we, yeah, we have totally, we have plenty enough people who have an, enough money that could help fund people that don't have enough money and all those things like, granted, all of those things are, are real and could totally be true. But the reality to even some of those things is like, listen, if you ever have had sin in your life, which is all of us, everyone, then you are a part of sin being brought into the world. Right. And mm-hmm. since sin has been brought into the world sinful things in humanity exist i.e hungry children and families i mean plagues i mean just stuff like things diseases wars famines like all those things exist because sin exists in the world but we brought it here yeah like and we are continue to be an active part of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) um because we choose to choose our desires over god's desires for us right and so Yeah. yeah it's so 
much like it's there's so many facets to that it's like but ultimately you know god's desire is that we be the most like him yeah you know? so and he's given us that like i love like people will, will say like i'm gonna make this decision or that decision and then when it when that when it doesn't work out they're angry at the Lord. Like, why does my life have to be this way? And I'm like, well, in his word, like he's given us clear direction, yeah. you know, even just quick, like love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. Like even totally. just that would change how we treat people. It would change totally. our poverty levels. It would, if we actually did love people the way we love ourselves, You're so right. we, oh, yeah. people wouldn't be hungry or oh. people wouldn't be homeless or whatever. Yeah. And so his word is, it's given Deuteronomy, all of that. Like, no one. Yeah. No one does. I, Cause I really love myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. yeah. Like it's, if, if we could just do that. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a reason Paul was clear. <laughs> right. <laughs> kill your flesh like yeah. not suppress it not try to hide it away yes yeah. beat it into Cru- submission yeah yeah kill it like in a constant state daily die mm-hmm. to yourself then take up your cross and follow me like yeah. man he was paul yeah he it's knew what he was full, saying full-on war with ourselves yeah he knew he was saying so absolutely anyways if you can get a chance to listen to the whole sermon go check it out you can check, check it out it, uh, you can check it out matter of fact justin tell us tell them where they can find all the information about us yeah you can uh, follow you can catch the sermon on uh, youtube or on the podcast so you can find more about our church at transformationchurch.com and uh on instagram and facebook at transformation pensacola and we got some some i'm gonna go ahead and drop this and put it out to the world Okay. We're gonna be enhancing the podcast a little bit. Oh, we're working on some things. We're gonna be. We're gonna. We're gonna. I was at gonna some say, point, are you buying new toy buttons? No, to push? no, no. Um, <laughs> not, not, n- no. Uh, well, kind of, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, all you, all you need is just a little patience. We've been getting some. <laughs> we've been getting some really good feedback. Even people just in our church that are, are part of our church, but st- have been listening or started listening to the podcast. I'm like, man, we really enjoy that. Um, you know, so we feel like it's good content. So we're going to find, we're going to use avenues that we're going to actually put the, the podcast. We're going to keep doing the podcast, but we're actually going to record these uh, on video as well. Oh, cool. And we're going to so, uh, stream them on Facebook and, and you, our YouTube channel so you can watch it. So we're going to record like we are, but we're just going to record Have the videos, video. video as well. That's cool. Uh, so, so try to get out there to more people um, that, that, you know, at least that are part of our church, but even ones that aren't. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's cool. And then, and then on top of that, not just that for the podcast, for you guys that, that subscribe, we're going to be releasing more, some of our leadership stuff. When we do coaches meetings, the, 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 you know, when Pastor Brad or whoever does a, a you know, a teaching on leadership, whatever we're doing, we're going to record that and post it some of that kind of stuff you know just, just a little good. more a little more content than, yeah. than just our sermons and then this follow-up podcast um so yeah that's coming really soon it's gonna be good we're excited be awesome all right guys well uh hey listen we appreciate you tuning in transformationchurch.com um at transformation Pensacola for social you guys can tune in for all the good stuff so uh, we appreciate you guys jumping on with us ashley thank you for being with us yes. thanks for having me justin as always Appreciate you. Uh-huh. No and uh, <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. 
For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.